Hello, this is Norman. Welcome to Run With Horses. For the quote of the day, I have a good one from Roland Allen, who wrote uh, Missionary Methods, St. Paul's Are Ours. Uh, I really enjoyed this book, really challenged my thinking about missions and how we should carry out missions. But here's the quote. It is not enough for the church to be established in a place where many are coming and going unless the people who come and go not only learn the gospel, but learn it in such a way that they can propagate it. I think that's true, and it goes to the heart of disciple-making. Um, when we help someone to understand the gospel and what Christ has done in their life, it's not enough to help them uh, change themselves, but they have to be able to then take it to their family, to their community, and share what they've learned. It's part of becoming a disciple-maker themselves. So a, a true disciple carries on that process of disciple-making. I know we've been here in Japan for a long time, and in the martial arts you have a good example of that in the history of Judo. As uh, Jigoro Kano founded Judo, he taught his first uh, dojo of Judo practitioners all of the methodology, all of the theory, and prepared them so that a uh, time came when the police were looking for a martial art to teach to the uh, police. They invited all of these different dojos, different martial arts, to get together. and They're going to have a tournament and determine which one was the best. And to make a long story short, judo won, I think, all but one of those competitions. And then because Kano had prepared those students to be teachers, he had discipled them in what it meant to be a judo player, they were able to go and teach all of these different police organizations around the country. So judo basically took over. And even today, there are police departments that teach judo. So judo gained prominence because they had this idea of each person was trained and prepared, and they were capable then of carrying it on to the next generation. I think that's really the heart of uh, the gospel and what it means to be a follower of the way, a follower of Jesus. We are disciples ourselves, and that means we are capable of teaching that to other people. Okay, today in the news and culture section, I don't know how much you've heard about this, but as of March 1st, China put in, into place some new internet restrictions that really focus on religious communication and evangelism. So the wording, at least in English, as I understand it, says something like this. Organizations and individuals must not proselytize online and must not carry out religious education or training, publish preaching or repost or link to related content, must not organize the carrying out of religious activities online, and must not broadcast religious rites through means such as text, images, audio, or video, either live or in recordings. Wow, that's pretty comprehensive. Um, how is that going to affect Chinese Christians and their use of the Internet for evangelism, for even just the growth of the church to teach uh, believers? So that probably could be challenging. 
So what one Chinese Christian said is that it is important to recognize these are measures. They're not laws. So they don't have quite the same force of the law, not the kind, not quite the same power that the law does. And uh, a lot of the practices that already exist, uh, deleting posts, blocking social media accounts, uh, things like that, are already part of the government's practice. So it's not a sudden change. Um, it is um, just kind of a, a writing down of the practice that's already in place. So a lot of the Chinese Christians believe this won't have a lot of impact on the work that they're doing. It may hinder things like Zoom, midi- Zoom meetings. Uh, some accounts may be, may be blocked, but they have always had that potential. So it probably is not going to affect a lot of Christians. It could, through fear, cause some Christians to uh, stop their ministry that is online. But uh, in general, they're hoping that this won't have a huge impact on the Chinese Christians. But it's important to look at this and see this because ultimately in the West, we don't have this right now. But in our current cancel culture and where people are um, against anything that's disagreeable um, that might cause tension. I I think the potential is there down the road that maybe not to this level, but that Christians could be restricted in their access to uh, online services, providers, platforms, uh, and in what they can post. So specifically, uh, evangelistic type material may one day be uh, banned. And that's definitely a a possibility. So as we think about culture and what's going on around us, it is good to prayerfully consider how we are involved in uh, government and how we vote and all those kind of things that do have an impact on the ability for us to use some of these uh, services online in the future. At the same time, there's no reason to be afraid or worry because ultimately the church is not uh, tied to the internet. We're not restricted by it. If the internet uh, went down tomorrow, it doesn't stop the church. Uh, The church has spread throughout the world. There are Christians making disciples on every continent. And I think the church goes forward unchained no matter what the world tries to do. And that's the one thing that should uh, build hope um, in each one of us as we look to the future and say, you know, God promised that he would build his church and we can trust that he will do that. We're ready for Chloe's Corner again today, and Chloe brought another good song for us. What is it today, Chloe? The song is called Be My Eyes. Be My Eyes. Hmm. All right. I'll not guess. What, what is this one about? It's about asking God to be my eyes as we look toward the future, because I can't see it, but he can, and he knows what's there, and I can trust him to know what's best for me. Great. Let's hear it. No 
That's a good reminder. It's a, if all of us could think of that and try to see the world as God sees it and allow Him to look for us and see the dangers ahead and the, the blessings ahead and the trust Him for the road ahead really is a good, good lesson for all of us. So thank you. You're welcome. Today in Living Theology, we want to look at sin. Specifically, what does it mean to sin? And I think to make it very short, I I like the definition of to miss the mark. I think that's clear, and if you play darts or if you target shoot with anything, a bow and arrow or a rifle or anything, to miss the mark is pretty clear. The bullseye is perfection. That's as good as you can do. So the question then, if, if sin means to miss the mark, what is the mark? Well, I think the mark uh, is fairly clearly understood to be God's will, God's character, and the things that are consistent with God's will and character. So synonyms for sin in the Bible would, would be words like lawlessness, wickedness, disobedience, However we want to define it, sin hinders our relationship with God. Sin separates us from God. And that's a huge, important thing. And I think uh, too many of us, and this is just man's overall tendency, is to downplay sin. Uh, We tend to look at our personal sin and compare it to somebody else's and say, well, at least I'm not that bad. You know, I I may have done some things wrong, but uh, I didn't do that. And we tend to compare and prioritize and rank sin. And I don't see that God really does that so much. To break the law is to be guilty of all of it. To sin in any way, to miss the mark, is to allow something to come between us and God. Uh, That separates us. And uh, although we may try to rank it and say, well, I'm not at least as bad as them, hey, you still have a relationship that is hindered by your sin. So we want to weigh it, measure it, prioritize, and uh, compare ourselves to others. And a lot of that is pride. We want to not look as bad as other people are. We want to feel good about ourselves. But all sin is an affront to God. And if we really understand uh, how much that God hates sin, 
Um, and it's tied into his holiness. You know, God is, is holy. He is perfect. He is pure. And any sin that is a stain on us really hinders us from free communication and ability to relate to God. That's why the cross is so important. You know, we could not take care of our sin ourselves, so God did that on the cross. He sent Christ to this world to take our sin on him, uh, to pay that debt that had to be paid, to take our sin on him so that we could in turn receive his righteousness so that when God looks at us, he no longer sees that sin. He sees uh, the sacrifice of Christ. His righteousness has been placed there on our behalf. So God sees when he looks at us. He sees Christ. He sees the perfection of Christ. He doesn't see that sin. Sin is a, a huge huge problem for man and that's that's the story of the bible and i think particularly the old testament it is just surprising to me uh, as i read through the old testament different places time after time just that people are so stubborn and how quickly they turned away from god as he promised forgiveness and acceptance and healing and people would turn to god briefly but then very quickly run their own way so sin is this a terrible thing that separates us from God. But sin offers God a chance to extend grace to us. We know more about God because we are sinners. Uh, we recognize that we didn't deserve an opportunity even to relate to God, but we have an opportunity to receive grace unto salvation because uh, God is gracious because of who God is. It's in his character to want to relate to us, to want to be in fellowship with us. So Jesus on the cross destroyed the power of sin, and he removed the penalty of sin. Through the cross, through what Jesus did, uh, we have the ability to fellowship with God. So even though our life, we missed the mark, because Jesus did not, he perfectly lived that life that was the bullseye. He was perfectly in God's will. He was perfectly consistent with God's character in everything he did throughout his life as he walked on this earth. Uh, he lived the perfect life that we could not. And because of him, we have received uh, the reward that he earned. Righteousness, fellowship with God, holiness, and an opportunity to boldly approach uh, the throne of grace and relate to our Creator.